We're back, and I'm very pleased to have a man who has been elected to be the prime minister of the East Turkestan nation, its government in exile. His name is Saleh Hudeyar. He is a very active opponent of the Chinese Communist Party and its efforts to suppress his people, and I think the other captive nations, we touched on this earlier with our friends at China Uncensored, uh, the Tibetans, uh, the Mongolians, Southern Mongolians, and uh, now the people of Hong Kong. And if the Chinese Communist Party has its way, many other captive nations to come. Um, Sully has been also very focused of late on the unsettling silence of many others in the Muslim community about what is happening to his people, uh, the genocide that's taking place, uh, notably the really um, appalling inattention of something called the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, which recently had a major summit in Pakistan. And we wanted to talk to Sally Hudiar about that meeting and uh, what it says about uh, the so-called uh, Muslim world operating under the banner of the OIC uh, and its uh, fidelity to the cause of the Uyghurs who are being, uh, well, genocidally, harshly treated and even murdered in the name of um, oppressing Islam by the Chinese communists. Uh, Sally, welcome to Securing America. It's good to have you with us. Um, talk a little bit about what the OIC is for those who are not familiar with this organization. And then we'll get into what uh, they did or didn't do in Pakistan. Thank you for having me, Frank. Uh, the OIC or the Organization for Islamic Cooperation is a, an international uh, you know, collective body of Muslim uh, governments or countries uh, with the aim of, you know, speaking out and addressing, you know, uh, the issues of Muslims uh, across the world. Uh, this was founded, I believe, in the 1960s uh, at the behest of uh, Saudi Arabia's King uh, Faisal, late King Faisal. However, uh, the OIC uh, at this latest summit and previous, you know, summits, uh, they have always raised the issue of Muslims and, you know, Palestine, Muslims in Syria and Afghanistan and Iraq, uh, you know, even in Kashmir, but always been silent on the Muslims of uh, East Turkestan, the Uyghurs and other Turkic peoples. Uh, this year's summit was uh, different unlike the others, given the fact it was the first time that the Chinese government or, uh, was invited uh, as a special guest of honor to attend this summit. At the same time, while well, China is waging a genocide against Uyghurs and other Turkic peoples uh, and has declared you know, war on Islam, calling Islam an ideological virus. Uh, here, many of the countries were, you know, all of these 57 countries were silent except for one, Turkey. But even what they said was very, you know, it was the minimum uh, and I think it was done to mostly appease their uh, constituents back in Turkey uh, who are supportive of uh, East Turkestan due to cultural and uh, ethnic ties. Now, Sally, we were talking in the earlier segment about uh, the Belt and Road Initiative and the, uh, well, huge progress the Chinese Communist Party has made in 
insinuating itself into countries throughout Central Asia, in the Middle East, in Africa, in Latin America, Southeast Asia, and, and beyond. Um, to what extent do you believe that the sort of uh, success the Chinese have achieved in that regard is contributing to this desire on the part of uh, these Muslim nations to give them a pass on genocide against their co-religionists in your country? I think it's primarily because of the economic and political relations. Uh, China has dumped uh, hundreds of billions of dollars into, you know, Muslim uh, countries. Uh, and because they're most of the Muslim countries, they're also authoritarian regimes, unlike, uh, you know, Europe and the West, which if they want to invest in some countries, they will ask you, hey, is your human rights record on, you know, is, is, it, is it good? Uh, we don't want you to start persecuting these types of peoples. And China doesn't say that. In fact, China says, here, here's some more money. Here's some more weapons. Go, you know, persecute those people. Go persecute uh, that group. Uh, this is the type of relationship that China and these Muslim countries have. And that's why uh, they're willing to, you know, sell essentially their own faith, uh, despite the fact, um, you know, their faith, their religion, and work with the Chinese uh, in many ways complicit in the genocide given the fact that many of these countries are deporting Uyghurs who have fled uh, seeking refuge, you know, in their countries. Wow. Um, this brings me to uh, where they're deporting them to, which of course is uh, the region the Chinese call Xinjiang, you call East Turkestan. This is an area in which a number of American uh, multinational companies, some of them very large, have set up shop. Um, there's concern, and I think rightly so, that that means that they're uh, able to exploit not just low-cost Chinese labor, but slave labor um, at the hands of uh, Uyghurs and, as you say, other tech ethnic minorities. Um, give us a sense of what's happening in that regard and, and what it means both to your own people, but also to uh, propping up this regime in communist China? Well, the Chinese government since 2014 has locked up millions of people, according to the U.S. Department of Defense, about 3 million or more into concentration camps and forced labor camps where they are forced to, you know, work as slave labor making these uh, products. A lot of, you know, American businesses, some which have direct operations in East Turkestan, while others that use, you know, intermediaries uh, to buy, you know, those certain goods, whether it's Nike shoes or even, you know, components of Apple's iPhone or their computers. Um, and more importantly, uh, one of the things that we're worried about is as the United States uh, pushes forth with this uh, building back America better and, you know, going green, uh, they're still relying on Chinese, uh, you know, solar panels. And... About 50% of the world's polysilicon supply comes from East Turkestan alone. And this was before 2014, it was roughly 9%. And it erupted over 50% after the mass internment and forced labor uh, of uh, Uyghurs. So in buying solar panels and solar products from China, we are contributing not only to the slave labor of Uyghurs, but also we are empowering the Chinese, you know, Communist Party 
and you know its PLA to continue the genocide while at the same time grow at a, a you know a rapid rate to threaten not just East Turkestan but essentially the entire world, including the United States. Which brings me to a question that I think is uh, operating for a lot of us, uh, especially against the backdrop of uh, China's evident support for Russia uh, in this uh, Ukraine uh, crisis. What should we be doing with respect to um, investments in or business dealings with the Chinese? Uh, Are you of the view that uh, similar kinds of sanctions should be applied to them if they are, in fact, um, aiding, abetting the Russians uh, to say nothing of engaging in genocide against the Uyghurs? Absolutely. I mean, this should have been done uh, at the very, you know, before when the United States formally recognized China's atrocities against uh, Uyghurs and other Turkic peoples as genocide. They had a treaty obligation under the UN Genocide Convention to prevent and punish those committing genocide. And this is the least thing that needed to be happened. Uh, And it's still not too late today to, you know, sanction, you know, these Chinese companies, these Chinese officials, and ensure that, you know, we're not helping China contribute, you know, continue the genocide, nor are we helping China contribute to this, you know, expansionist, uh, 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 this expansionism that it's undertaking. And if we fail to do this, uh, it, it was evident in connection, for example, with the genocide games and our participation in them, even though uh, this this was before the invasion of uh, of Ukraine, to be sure, but it was very much in the midst of, and after both the Trump and Biden administrations had described what is going on in East Turkestan today as genocide. Um, to your way of thinking, Sully, uh, is this simply this kind of behavior on our part simply emboldening the Chinese Communist Party and making more likely not only intensified repression, even genocide against your people, but as you said earlier, um, really threatening the entire rest of the world altogether. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that the international community and the West has failed to push back or stand up against China is only empowering China and emboldening them to expand. China is, you know, pushing further into uh, the Indo-Pacific. You know, they just recently uh, signed a deal with the Solomon Islands, which is going to, uh, you know, have a huge threat to, uh, you know, direct national security of Australia and other Indo-Pacific allies. The fact that, you know, the U.S. is not doing enough to support Taiwan. This is the fact that China is not invading Taiwan right now doesn't mean they won't invade later. They have an upcoming uh Communist Party meeting, and after that is probably when many analysts fear that uh, China will launch its invasion of Taiwan. Yeah, this is something we're on notice about, no doubt about it. And I'm afraid we're witnessing the steps being taken to prepare for it, even as we're trying to figure out what to do about Russia. Uh, China, I believe, is taking away from all of this the sense that they can act. Uh, more or less with impunity at a time of their choosing, to be sure, against Taiwan. Sally Hudayar, we appreciate your leadership on this issue and so many others. I hope that you'll come back to us with updates, both what's happening to your own people 
and what it means for us here in the United States as well. Thank you for your time. Sam Faddis is up next.